and welcome to Peace, Love, and Robots, a podcast about anything and everything and all that's in between. I'm your host, Jeremy, and this is episode eight for October 28th, 2020. Yep, it's still 2020. We're inching ever closer to the end of the year, but we have three big holidays coming up, so buck up. We're going to make it. We're all in this together. As always, this podcast is brought to you by the ads you hear at the beginning and the end of the show. So if you listen all the way through, I am forever in your debt. As you might know, this particular podcast was started as a way to keep me accountable as a writer. And I'm going to continue doing that today. How much did I write this week? Drum roll, please. I have no idea. I assure you it's a lot. I've been up many nights this week writing the scripts for National Podcast Post Month. And let me tell you, it's a lot of words. I'm guessing somewhere in the 4,000 range. But I didn't count them. I've been busy. Trust me, you'll see. What's that? What's National Podcast Post Month? Well, it's commonly referred to as Napod Pomo, and uncommonly referred to by me as Podvember. Much like its cousin, National Novel Writing Month, NaNoWriMo, which is actually the most famous monthly challenge in November, but we're getting there. Podvember is a challenge to podcasters around the world to post a new episode every day in November. That's right, a fresh podcast episode every single day. 30 episodes in 30 days. And it ain't easy. Now, I successfully completed Podvember in 2017. I could have hung up my hat. I could have turned off the mic. I could have retired on top. But no, I tried again in 2018 and failed. Why? Because I was in college, and I was about to complete my degree, so I was very busy that year. Tried again last year in 2019, got much closer to finishing. I got to 25 episodes, but I did not complete. However, this year will be different, I hope, uh, because I'm going in with a plan. Before I go any further, let me play you a little preview. Jobs. We've all had them. Some of us have had many of them. But have you had as many as I have? Probably not. Before I turned 30 years old, I had already had 30 jobs. You heard that right. 30 jobs before I was 30. That's got to be some kind of record, right? I don't know. Now, I'm much older than 30 now and have been at the same place of employment for 10 years. But I wouldn't be the person that I am today, the employee that I am today, without learning something from each of those other jobs. And I want to share those lessons with you every day in the month of November. Working Class Hero, Stories from My Life's Work, will be a journey through the eclectic resume of Jeremy Zare. Yeah, that's me. And it will either enlighten, encourage, or at very least entertain you. Stay tuned on this podcast feed for new episodes every day in November. You heard that right. Every day in November as a part of National Podcast Posting Month or NAPOD POMO. There you have it, folks. Working Class Hero. Stories from my life's work is coming November 1st. 
it won't be on this feed. It'll be on another feed. But if you uh, look in the show notes, you can click there and subscribe and all that other fun stuff and tell your friends, please. It's going to be a fun project. It, it already is. It already is a lot of fun. Let me give you a little glimpse into my life as a writer. When I write, if it's a period piece, particularly a period piece from a time that I was alive during and remember, I like to set the mood by playing music from that era. With my latest project, I've been spending a lot of time in the mid to late 90s. Apple Music has been wonderful for this because I can select an artist that I love and set up a radio station based on their music. One of my favorite mid-90s alt-rock bands is Toad the Wet Sprocket. So I set up a station using them as the inspiration, and it's pretty great. I get music by bands as varied as the Lemonheads, Tonic, Weezer, Pearl Jam, and the Wallflowers. Sometimes when I hear a song that I really dig, I'll go down the rabbit hole and listen to an entire album. It all started with one headlight number one hit by the Wallflowers. Hearing that opening drum beat and guitar lead instantly transported me back to the winter of 1996. This led me to the album that song came from, Bringing Down the Horse, which in turn got me hooked on the Wallflowers' first hit, Sixth Avenue Heartache. I told you, it's a rabbit hole. I fall in it. That song, for some reason, transports me back in time to the spring of 1997. There was a radio station here in Rochester that for a brief period of time played surf music from the 60s. That was all it played. All of my friends, we didn't know what the story was with this radio station, but it played nothing but surf music constantly for months. And then overnight, it became an alternative pop station called The Zone. And I listened to that station quite regularly. So when I hear that song, Sixth Avenue Heartache, in my head, I'm driving somewhere in 1997, probably headed to one of the many jobs I describe in my Podvember offering this year. With that mental time travel comes a feeling of nostalgia, which is kind of weird, because for all the good that that time period brought me, there was a lot of bad. I had dropped out of college by that point, was working a pretty crappy job, and I had no idea what I would be doing in the six months after that. It was a sad, depressing time. So why feel nostalgia for that time period? As I fell asleep last Friday night to the tune of Sixth Avenue Heartache, I had an epiphany. I'm not nostalgic for the elements that made that time what it was. I'm nostalgic for the potential. I'm getting awful close to 43 years old. I was almost 20 when those songs came out. When you're 20, you have so much time ahead of you. You could do anything. You could travel the world. You can write a book or two. You can climb a mountain. You can make a movie. Or you can go whitewater rafting. You could take risks. Because theoretically, you're bulletproof. You have nobody to worry about but yourself. And that's okay. You're 20. But as I get closer and closer to the middle of my 40s, I'm seeing something much clearer now. I'm running out of runway. There's so much of it behind me, and there isn't as much in front of me. And that makes me sad. There's the old stereotype of the midlife crisis. I never really thought I would have one. 
mostly because I love my wife too much to have an affair, and I don't have the money for a Ferrari. But why do men have these crises? Because they don't think they have enough time for adventure. They've gotten fat on the spoils of living. They've become worn down by the battle of trying to earn a dollar. The closest thing to adventure that most men my age have is going to a new restaurant or getting to sleep in on a Saturday. So that's why guys sort of short-circuit in their 40s. They see the road in front of them as so much shorter than it used to be, and if they don't do something about it, they're going to crash. I had so much that I wanted to do when I was 19. I haven't done half of it, and I'm twice that age and more now. So when I hear a song that takes me back to my younger days, all I see are the things I didn't do. And then I look over and I see the things that I did. I am married to one of the most patient, loving, and giving women I have ever met. I have four children who all have their own unique ways of looking at and interacting with the world. They're all smart in their own way, and they are all full of potential, not unlike their old man. So I don't feel pangs of regret for long, because what I have done is pretty special, and I'll do even more special things, I'm sure. Because the potential that you lose in the past is handed off to future generations to do with what they will. Midlife crisis? Nah. More like midlife epiphany. That brings me to the question of the week. Did you have a midlife crisis? How'd you handle it? How'd you offset it or chase it away? Let me know your answer by sending an email to peaceloveandrobotspod at gmail.com. That's peaceloveandrobotspod at gmail.com. Or leave me a voicemail at 585-371-8986. That's 585-371-8986. When I hear from you, I just might share it on the next episode. I think that's enough for today. If you like what you heard here and you think your friends would like it too, feel free to rate, review, subscribe, and share the show. It's not too hard to find. I'm on Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and even Stitcher. Yeah, Stitcher. Listen to this podcast because we think different. Thanks for listening and have a great week.